What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the beautiful Mike. It's been a while. I almost forgot how to do this, so it's been a little bit. Lots of stuff going on with the team, especially in the past few days, which we will discuss all of it. But first, Laura Allen, how has life been? You've It's been months since you've been on the show? Yeah, it's been a long time. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, no, life's been <laughs> Hold on. Life's that felt very <laughs> accusatory. This is not no, like... No, sorry. Uh, that's more... Um, I can't remember the last time I was on the show or what we would have talked about. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, okay, well, when was the last time I was on the show? What did we talk about? And... You know, maybe that would help give some degree of time reference, and I cannot think of anything. Yeah. So, uh, hi, how you doing? <laughs> I've been, um, yeah, things have been good in central Pennsylvania, and right now we're dealing with the cold and the snow, I think, similar to Western PA. Um, and so, you know, we're just chugging along. I can't believe it's already you know, past the halfway point of January. It feels like January has gone by really quickly. Uh, yeah, I mean, things are things are good. You know, I have heat uh, and plants around me and work I enjoy doing. So, you know, there's so much to be thankful for and happy about. So, yeah, I'm good. How's everybody doing? Good, Josh. What's going on with you? Uh, yeah, not a lot. It's a preseason already for the Steel Army. We uh, scarf designs happening. The order is in with Global already, so we have that going. Uh, you know, designing the membership cards and the third item, and uh, meetings with the front office to figure out you know if there's any changes in our section or if we can do anything like you know stuff like that. Um, planning the AGM, which is going to happen on. Oh, crap. I can't remember which game it is. But yeah, it's during a preseason game. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> Either WVU or Pitt. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you, but I don't remember. So I will forget. <laughs> I'll look it up while we're talking about something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, 224. That's what it is. Yes. So it's Pitt on the 24th. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, yeah. So, and we had our meeting with the front office. Like, we usually try to do, like, one or two preseason meetings with the front office. And so, went to the stadium. Well, I didn't, unfortunately. My car decided to stop working. So, oh. uh, I have it going to the shop on Wednesday. But I was like, I'm just not going to drive it until, because right now it's doing the thing where I have to, like, jump it every time I start it. Like to start it, I have to jump it. I think it's just yeah. the battery is like cold and dying since we yeah. haven't replaced battery forever. So hopefully that's all that is. So I just been a homebody now for like a week. I'm like, ah, I can work from home. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we too are down to one vehicle. Our, uh, our Subaru, the underside of it, the metal has gotten air quotes soft uh, to the point that we were like, we don't really feel comfortable like driving this. Or, first of all, it didn't pass inspection. But then we were like, yeah, we don't want, you know, our 16-year-old who just got his license to be driving this around either. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're making do with one vehicle, figuring out what that means for a second one. Still have, have all your digits, all your fingers are still accounted for? All the digits, yeah. And shockingly, I'm down to a Band-Aid on my thumb. Oh, right. um, it's If I showed you like the before and after pictures, it would blow your mind. Like the human body is insane. And I definitely want to see them. 
you can yeah. private message those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can say that's right. <laughs> um, literally, like a good third of like the upper half of my thumb has just completely regrown. Like it just, you can literally wow. see the line on the thumb where it was cut in like the new growth. But like my fingerprints are growing back. Like everything is growing. It's insane. It's insane. You're basically Wolverine from the X. I'm basically Wolverine. Yeah. I am Wolverine. Josh said it, so I will adopt that moniker. I am no Wolverine. You're a little bit too tall to be Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what'll do it yeah huge just letting you know six, six foot five stud man hugh jackman yeah um <laughs> oh dear but yeah otherwise uh you know all good we're 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 getting ready for things to spin up this is sort of our slow period but it's like we know soccer is going to start in spring my oldest got involved with uh the musical at the school which they're doing the lightning thief which is like perfect timing because of the Percy Jackson show and like he's obsessed with Percy Jackson. So that's going to be fun. Nice. But we know that very soon here, it's just about to get bananas. So just trying to take a deep breath. Um, but speaking of bananas, like literally as I was putting together the agenda, I, our first preseason game is on February 9th. That's like two weeks away. <laughs> so I keep thinking, now like, you I stop it, Michael. Yeah, like, no, it's not time. two weeks away. It's, it's three pre- weeks, isn't it? I'm it's, looking at a calendar. It's close. You go look at a calendar. Um, I believe One, that the two. actual it's preseason. Like two and a half, almost two and three quarter weeks. We're counting it as three weeks. Official <laughs> preseason opens, it's I think, two a week weeks from, from today. Friday. Yeah. Ooh, so soon. It is soon. All that matters is it is, is very that starting smooth. earlier. I think so. It feels like it. It feels early. It feels like it. Yeah. Um, but guys, we have a whole lot of things to talk about here. Uh, we got players on the move. We've got uh, all of this stuff about preseason. Uh, we know when the season opener is. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the kits and the whole new kit deal. Um, talk about the whole 25th anniversary logo. Uh, Laura Ellen did some digging into <laughs> how good are we at predicting these games? I should say, how good are we not at predicting <laughs> these games? Um, based on everything that we did last year, we had sort of that whole competition about, you know, pick the score, three points for a win, one point for, for the right result, no points otherwise. And, uh, and Laura Ellen sunk her teeth into all of that data. So she's going to talk about some of the things that we learned uh, there. But I guess first we will start with the big news about players on the move. Uh, and obviously what happened this past week was we learned that Albert Dequa uh, will not be resigning with the Hounds. I think we had a conversation on the last episode about Ordonez and how we were saying, okay, you know, Ordonez, defender of the year, best case scenario. He, well, best case scenario is he stays. Second best case scenario is he goes to MLS or he goes to some other league. Good on you. You sort of earned your way out. Next level down is you stay in the USL, but you go to a team out West. And then the absolute worst case scenario is that he stays in the East. And sure enough, Ordonez ended up at Louisville. So like, woohoo. Yeah, yeah, well, one second. Worst case scenario, <laughs> they go to Detroit. They, so <laughs> See, I don't know how I feel about that. It, it, absolutely horrible. Is how that you would feel definitely that. be worse. <laughs> that would be the worst. Scenario. That's worse. I'm not, sure. I'm, not, I'm not saying going to the East is not bad. Maybe it worst bad. case scenario, Ordonez goes and resurrects the City Islanders, right? Like that would be. <laughs> yes, that's fair. 
That's fair. Yeah, he himself goes in like, yeah, single-handedly joint owner slash player resurrects the City Islanders. God, could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the worst. It would be a nice close away game. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty down with that. And if it's like the oldest City Islanders, it's a guaranteed win unless it's the home opener That's of the true. stadium. <laughs> the City Islanders, I might as well become a, a season ticket holder or something. <laughs> Destroy them from the inside. Okay, we're going way off track. No, no, no. So there were there were a number of players <laughs> that we had discussed that hadn't yet that were free agents that had not yet signed with the Hounds. We had learned maybe a week or two ago that Jamali Waite was signing for a team out west. Good on him. Like I said, be great to keep him, but he's out west. We see him once. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Dequa was the one that was kind of hanging out there. Like everyone was waiting to see what's going to happen with Dequa. Other teams are signing players. We have this conversation about the Hounds aren't really signing anybody. They're, they're doing the Lily special of just like bring people in under, you know, darkness of night, and not tell anybody who it is. And then we find out later whether or not who they are or good or whatever. And so the news starts to leak that first of all, we had, we had heard rumors that Dequa was getting looked at by some MLS teams. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, great. Good for him. Love Dequa, great opportunity. And then Josh, I think it, you and I might have been talking, and I was like, I've got this weird feeling that he's going somewhere in the East. Like it's just going to be like devastating. He's going somewhere in the East, and uh, sure enough, <laughs> word leaks that he is going to be playing for the expansion side, Rhode Island, um, in the East. So. Top goal scorer, golden boot winner, USL player of the year, slips through our grasp and heads to another team in the East. Josh, thoughts? Oh, it sucked. It was absolutely crushing to hear that. And it's, I mean, kind of like talking to people and figuring out things. I'm, it sounds like they splashed an ungodly amount of cash. Like... Rhode Island, new club, trying to, you know, build something, get excitement. They have you know, one chance to make a first impression. And so they splash cash, cash and get the golden boot of last season. Yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, it could be the fact that it's not like Louisville. Like, that, that actually sucks more, in my opinion. It's not a rival. It's, you know, this club who has the money right off the bat to, to splash it. I, the thing that sucks is that we don't get money for these players. Like we don't actually make anything off. Of, like we, we develop this talent. We, you know, see them get better and better uh, through like one or two seasons from with us. And then we just have to let them go. I think that annoys me more than anything. Um, it sucks that he went to the East. It sucks that he's staying in the, uh, you know, the USL and we don't get to keep him since we, you know, did all this work and like he grew as a player here. So that, that sucks. But the fact that we don't even get any return on that, that's what really, really sucks. <laughs> I want to circle back to that point, but first Laura Ellen, what, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I know you said you want to circle back to it, but that's exactly like, that's where my brain goes. I think it's really hard for me. The more I've 
historically I've been really interested in the USL certainly and La Liga um, now much more in uh, the Premier League. And it's really challenging for me to not compare when I know that it's like not comparable at all. I think that I guess it's not surprising to me, and it shouldn't be surprising perhaps to any of us, that many of these players who we fall in love with, who are really successful here, we like we know that their contracts are ending. And perhaps, like, I don't know how to say this nicely. So is it on us to just, like, not hold the expectation that these players are going to stay Right. Should we just hold the expectation that, hey, they're most likely going to leave and maybe that's a really depressing way of thinking about things. Um, But I think looking historically, so many of the players who have excelled end up going to other USL teams, if not, you know, um, in the East, uh, uh, certainly in the West. And so, yeah, I, I do think it's what's a shame to me and. I, I suppose I I hesitate to be too critical because I there's like some part of me that wants to give the benefit of the doubt that the, is there something that exists within USL that I don't know about that hasn't been talked about publicly that prevents people from doing what many clubs do and like re-signing players just so that they can then sell their contracts, you know, like, you know, sell them and, and make some profit. I, I don't know if you know, if there's something that precludes that from happening within the USL, uh, I don't know. That That's the only thing that kind of like makes me feel like let's like burn it all down. I don't know. It just seems so silly to me when there are so many models out there to do that and to to not do that. I, I don't know. I'm rambling a little bit. No, no, no. You're fine. And, and this is this was one of the points that, yeah, I wanted to circle back to was this idea that. Literally, defender of the year leaves. We get nothing for it. And not only leaves, goes to Louisville. We get nothing for it. Tequa leaves. Player of the year. Golden boot winner. We get nothing for it. So, you know, hold on real quick. Kevin's distracting me in chat by not being here. And then he adds a comment. He said, <laughs> good to see y'all. I think him late. Kevin, do you my best. could be here. This is my Kevin impression. Good to see y'all. That's I think not, him leaving okay. isn't. That's a huge not Kevin. Negative. It would be. It would Kevin. be like this. Good he to see y'all. He was our best player last season, but Cicerone I think him leaving isn't a huge season. negative. He was our best player in last season. <laughs> but, but Cicerone leaves. Scores seventeen last season. We have arguably arguably our best season in recent memory. So, but you have to say it like you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kevin. Uh, poor Kevin. <laughs> you know he's just going to bounce in here any minute, um, yeah. except he won't. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, the point is, is that any any other any other league, any other team in the world, um, you have these best players, and to think that you just let them go on a free just feels like bad business sense. So, Laura Ellen, to your point, there might be something that like we don't know about behind the scenes that's stopping this from happening. I know we've talked in the past about. You know, why aren't we selling these players to MLS? And I think that there is something there with MLS where 
the sense that I get from the outside is that MLS has a bit of a chip on their shoulder and they're like, we're not going to pay for any player. We'll just go develop them ourselves or we'll go find them somewhere else and spend money there rather than give money to the USL. But this whole like within the USL or to outside leagues, it feels like one of the reasons why this doesn't happen is simply because we just let players contracts run out. In any other league, if you have a really good player, you tend to try to re-up their contract mid-season so that your your contract doesn't just run out. And so it could be a case, and I don't know how this would work, but, you know, Deke was having a, an amazing season or Donius is having an amazing season. You try to sign them to a longer contract mid-season, but then if somebody comes knocking, looking for them, then you can sell their negotiating rights if you have no interest in keeping them. Part of the issue is probably that, A, our team's going to be more likely to come looking for you if they know that they need to pay the Hounds a fee. Um, and B, would you accept, if you're Dequa or Ordonez, would you accept a new contract at a lesser amount than you know you could probably get somewhere else just so that the Hounds retain your rights? Or are you going to say, I want the money that Rhode Island's giving me? You're going to say that mid-season. And are the Hounds inclined to pay that? I don't know. Um, but it just, it, it just yeah, feels I, like, I do yeah. wonder if it's a capital thing, right? Is it that these USL teams aren't sitting on enough cash to like hedge their bets in a way? Right. So I think of, and the example that we used in the, in our Mongols chat, that was part of the reason I wanted to come on tonight and talk about this was Brighton and Hove Albion is does this really, really well. And it's something that they do consistently. Um, finding this young talent out of no, you know, these like random people from who knows where, um, identifying them, building them up, which I think is something that we see very much in Lily as well, right? He picks these college kids who no one's really heard of, or it's kind of like, maybe there's something there, but I'm not exactly sure, builds them up over a couple seasons, gets them ready, has them, you know, leading the USL or leading the East, uh, you know, in their particular position. And then what Brighton is able to do is they're able to sign these large contracts, I think, because they have potentially, potentially, this is what I'm, I'm thinking aloud here, uh, because they have those cash reserves that, if the player falls through, they can still like, so for example, Matoma, who is, um, you know, one of the more promising young players out of brain, right. They re-signed him and they have the cash reserves that if he should kind of fall apart and they can't sell his contract and make money off of selling his contract, they can still afford to pay for him at whatever rate that he re-signed. And I wonder if maybe that's maybe one of the reasons is that, you know, Tuffy at all. And I think we, there was some, this is a whole different thing, but I think there was a conversation toward the end of last season that maybe Tuffy needs a co-owner, right? Like maybe we need this influx of cash, cash to give a bit more of a cash reserve so that we can, you know, do this or do this kind of model or something else. Uh, th that's just something that as we're talking about it and as I'm thinking about it more, may maybe that could be one of the reasons it's not a regulatory thing. It's just a, a access to capital thing. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of a USL team buying the contract of another USL player. Because I definitely know that we've had many players get sold to other leagues, like that in contracts actually being bought for like into MLS, into a Sweden league. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was trying to look it up, all the different ones. There's a La Liga in here, Super Liga. Like there's definitely a lot of selling a player's contract outside of the league. But I can't seem to recall interleague contracts being traded or like sold. I feel like there was like, I remember like once, like, and I thought we sold it to somebody else and we were like, oh, is this the start of something? And then it was like crickets. Wasn't After it that, cheetah? it just never happened. Oh, it, was it might have been? It might have been. It was around that time. I thought we, I thought, I think that's who it was because it was pre COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. If it happened, it was pretty, yeah. Like, and if that's the case, then yeah, I'm still upset. <laughs> but, um, and I, I kind of also understand. I know Bob has had this mentality of if a player wants to leave to better their career into like in my understanding was like moving up, like going to MLS, like he doesn't want to be what holds them back and having that reputation, reputation of being the person or the team that doesn't do that, doesn't hold a player back uh, means that we get better talent for less money, essentially, because a player would rather come here where they can possibly when they know that we're not going to, you know, hold on to their contract and keep them, you know, their feet to the fire and, and make them stay here, even if they have a better opportunity to make more money and to grow. Um, I don't feel that applies when it comes to moving into the different team in the league. Like you're playing the same competition. You have, you know, top talent here as far as coaching and everything like that. So yeah, I, that doesn't apply here um, in my opinion. And listen, there's a lot of reasons why players could ultimately be here and then they decide to leave, right? They could not be getting the playing time they want. They could have differences with uh, the coaching staff where they just don't want to be part of it anymore. And it could be money. And I think the the case that we're looking at with Dequa and Ordonez, I think a lot of us are assuming that it's money. And I'm not going to fault those guys at all, right? Like it's a free market society. Like if you can get better value for your time somewhere else, yes, loyalty means something. But if you're getting paid, you know, X times what you're making here, then absolutely you you need to make a living doing this. So like, yes, go. I wish you the best of luck. As a fan, it totally sucks. And it leaves us wondering like, what are we going to do? I think, I think what it boiled down to was kind of like, yep, the hounds are, still going to make the playoffs and maybe burn out in the first or second round. And like, that's kind of where it'll be, but who knows? I was obviously Mr. Negative all of last preseason. Part of part of the reason why I haven't been is because we just haven't been doing shows. I've been avoiding talking about it. And so, yeah, you know, I'm not putting that negative energy out there, but um, to lose both a defender of the year and the golden boot winner, who was also the, the league player of the year, in the same season that hurts and it's just like what are we doing so we'll see um we'll see how it shakes out uh it does feel like we have a hole to like fill now Uh, originally we were having this conversation it was before the hounds announced that they signed two more defenders so it felt like we kind of had a hole in the back and we had a massive hole up front and just not a spine so um we'll see 
the one thing that I will point out is that uh, Chico is going to Rhode Island. Uh, I almost forgot Ibarra is also at Rhode Island. So I am wondering if this is actually really smart on Rhode Island's part. We had talked a little bit in the offseason about how I thought the the genius in the gene, I'll use genius in air quotes <laughs> of Miami uh, in the MLS was not getting uh, messy, but it was getting Busquets with Messi because Messi dropped into that team by himself isn't going to do anything, but having a player that knows how to play with him and to feed him the ball is what's ultimately going to be beneficial. And the fact that Chico is going to have Ibarra there with him, who they've played together for the past two years, that could be to Rhode Island's benefit. So good on them. Um, But I do wonder if this whole additional funds isn't something that's going to just keep coming up as we just keep seeing this happen. Maybe it's something with Visser in his new role will have something to do with it where they'll think about more from the business side of things rather than just on the field. Who knows? We will see. Um, but guys, any other thoughts about Chico before we sort of move on to some of the other player movements? Says him go. He was a great guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I like Chico. Just after the games, talking to him and he was always engaged. He was always appreciative. Uh, the curse of the Steel Army Player of the Year continues. Um, so, <laughs> have you guys been tracking that? Is this like something that holds now, where it's just you get? I mean, it's just them? recently. It hasn't always been the case, but like you know, we we had Cicerone, we had Chico. Um, yeah, I have to go back and look at all of them, but it's definitely like it, it's also weird though, because like, am I just projecting? Because the fact that we, you know, most of these players do end up leaving pretty fast like when you only do a year contract with a year option you're gonna have a lot of turnover um so yeah um we should be happy luke biasi is back i think what sort of soured the take on that just a little bit was the fact that as the news was being leaked that chico was going to rhode island the hounds were like we've got a signing to announce and they like let us know something that they probably have known for weeks or months and just kind of like put it out there to try to ease the pain. I think Luke is great. I think last year he was a bit of a difference maker when he was on the field. He's not the player of the year. So like, yes, it's good. We're happy that he's back in isolation. Super. But if you're using him to cushion the blow of losing Chico, kind of like stumbled and fell down those steps. So it wasn't great. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. Laura Allen, thoughts on Biasi being back? No. I, I, I <laughs> That's terrible. I, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think it, this goes back to something I said earlier. I have just like really tried maybe to just be more detached from the players. And I think it does help that I'm not, I don't live in Pittsburgh anymore. I'm not at the game. Like I'm not at every single home game. I'm not seeing them because I do remember the 2019 season, like 20, the 2018 season, the 2019 season when I felt like there was this like really close bonding that we had with the players. And I'm sure that's true now kind of in the post COVID world. Um, it, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I think I just like feel a bit more detached and, trying to be like quote unquote in lily we trust but not really it's more just like well let's just wait and see what happens because 
I, I don't know. Like it sucks to be negative all the time. It also sucks to be like super positive, positive and then have, you know, the first third of the season be a roller coaster, right? Like it's a lot of emotional energy to put into a team. And I, I want to put that in, but it's just like really hard when, when there's just so much, like it's just like a revolving door. And that just makes it really challenging to especially from afar, truly invest so much and care so much. Now, are we still going to like come out to a game or two? Yes, probably. Like we're still going to support them. We're still going to watch all the matches. We're going to do what we can. We're going to, you know, we're going to be the Lebanon river hounds, you know, whatever it is. It's just, I don't know. I'm trying to like protect my little heart from <laughs> being broken and shattered over and over again. Uh, on the flip side, um, <laughs> not so much uh, detached, uh, but yeah, I Yabar coming back is great, and I I do think Biasi Biasi. Sorry, I yes, read Yabar as I was yeah. reading. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Biasi coming back is great. It's it's eleven players, or is he? Tw- he's eleventh player that they've officially announced as he was we're now at 16 but we'll we'll run through the list of new players that have been announced in like the past two days to get that's right yeah yeah so like that's but i'm saying coming back oh yeah yeah, not new player yeah coming back so like that's a good chunk of the squad yeah coming back i mean obviously we're missing key pieces um they've already announced stuff that kind of fills in some of those pieces. And really the only thing left now is a out and out striker that we feel confident in, which do we ever really get uh, an out and out striker that we feel confident in? And then like within halfway through the season, we're like, Oh wow, this player that we've had like this year, maybe it'll be because be like, wow, really come into their own. And like, you know, as a star player now. So yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? What was the one when we signed him? We were like, oh, man, this is the big. See, I can't even remember his name. Dan Kelly. And then he was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there it Kelly, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that didn't work out. Um, So I don't know. Like, I. Biasi coming back, like, to me, that's that's just another, like, sign that this could be different with the fact that we have so many players going back. Um, So I'm trying to keep that in mind, even though, like, you know, out and out favorites are not coming back. Um. Honestly, weight didn't bother me that much because in a Lily system, the keeper isn't always the most important uh, when everyone's defending. And plus, weights could be missing a lot of games next season because of international duty. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I was never worried about the keeper position. But yeah, overall, I do think there's more positive here than negative. Fair enough. I guess getting into the uh, list of players that sort of the barrage of players that they announced have signed really over the past two days, we got two essentially center backs, Pierre Cayette, who played for New England Revolution 2, which was an MLS Next Pro. He was unanimously voted as the AAC Defender of the Year for 2020-21 season, which was a senior season, so fairly fresh out of college. Bob said, apparently we tried to sign him a few years ago and we couldn't. So at least this is somebody that we've had our eye on. Bob is, feels confident, like could be in our system. Um, and he could play either center back or left back. The other defender we signed was Sean Suber. Uh, he played for Huntsville city FC of MLX, 
of MLS Next Pro, which is the same team that Danny Griffin played for for part of last season. So who knows how much Danny might have had a say and like, yeah, this guy's legit and could fit in well here. If so, like, that's great. Um, you know, they're sort of two center backish type players that can hopefully fill the Ordonez hole and, and see where it goes. That didn't sound right. And then just a few hours ago, they announced uh, two keepers that we've signed. Um, it doesn't get any better. Eric Dick, who is uh, five foot or six foot five, he's 29 years old. Uh, in the past six years, he's really kind of bounced all around MLS and USL. He signed with Kansas City, Columbus Crew, and Minnesota United MLS, but he also spent time with Swope Park, Phoenix Rising, Tulsa, and Indy 11 in USL. So, yes, has experience from the MLS, but also spent a lot of time out on loan in the USL. And then also Jacob uh, Randolph, who is the opposite. He's six foot four, 22 rookie out of UNC Wilmington. So like we have somebody who's been around for a while and then we have a rookie who's sort of coming in. I, I don't know. I think my thoughts, at least on the, on the keeper position, I don't really care. Like, I feel like, you know, we just have this revolving door of keepers that we don't know who they are. Bob brings them in turns them in the golden gloves, then they go somewhere else. And I think even more so, this is probably the first season that uh, John Bush um, will have his say in like who comes in. He gets to see them throughout all of camp, make a decision. Like weight was kind of a holdover that we kept. Um, but Bushy seems to be doing some good things. Um, so I, I feel fairly confident with whoever we bring in, they'll be able to do a job. I, I might eat those words, but – I don't know. Do you guys have any sort of thoughts on either the, the center backs or the keepers at this point? Center back is really interesting. Uh, how do you say his last name? Kat? I'm just guessing. We haven't gotten like the official okay. pronunciation. So however you want to say it, Josh, that's what it's going to be. Uh, he used to play for New England Revolution 2, and it sounds like he was in a position where it's like, move me up to MLS, and they were like, we would, but we don't have an international spot for you. Mm. So he was like, well, that sucks because I think I deserve to be moved up to MLS and they just couldn't do it because they didn't have that spot. So he ended up leaving like they didn't sign him back. So it's it was mutual in the fact that I was like, you know, this is what I want. Oh, we can't give it to you. OK, what are we going to do then? Oh, I guess I'm out. So could be a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of that though. Like maybe, you know, if he thinks he deserves to be in MLS and he's not in MLS, will he be happy with the hounds? Um, or it could also be driving him, uh, to, you know, show up and prove that he should have been moved up to MLS and that he is deserving of an international spot. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, kind of just did some research on him, uh, and found some articles where he did, a, I think it was, a podcast that was also transcribed and talking about that so that was interesting um yeah keepers are hard like i don't know what to expect from neither one of these like neither one of them shouted like hey he's gonna be the starter and this one's gonna be you know like you would think maybe um uh eric is that his first name yeah will be like the starter but i don't know for sure yeah it's hard telling. And also this is only two keepers and we usually have three keepers, right? So like, yeah. maybe well, there's one more and we haven't announced the starter yet. I would guess that we'll sign one more over the next week. I'm probably somebody who's been in on the combine and we've seen them or once preseason starts, actually, we, yeah. we tend to like 
filter people through and then we announce them like the week of the season starting. So I, I would think that we're going to sign at least one more, but you're right. There's been times in the past where we've been like, Oh, the guy with experience is definitely going to be the keeper. And then it's <laughs> not, it's, yeah. it's wait, it's somebody else who steps up. So it will be interesting to sort of watch that battle because Lily was singing the praises of uh, Jacob Randolph as a, as a rookie. So we'll see. We'll see. It, it could be interesting. Um, Laura Allen, any thoughts on any of those signings? I think um, with the, the keeper situation, it may be a good opportunity for camaraderie and um, like competition and also complementing each other. I think having someone who has a lot of experience, um, you know, there's a reason keepers tend to be a little bit older is because the more shots you've seen, like it just improves your game in a way that um, like the speed you can kind of compensate, like the reaction times you can compensate for a little bit longer. Um, and so I wonder if having a younger keeper who has the talent will improve the competition and also be complementary to each other. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, I think I'm excited and I forget exactly who's, who said it, but the keeper situation just like, I'm kind of over worrying about it. Like that's not the position that worries me in the Lily system. And again, uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, this may be the year that the keeper situation is worrisome. And so I guess in a couple months we'll find out. Yeah. There was a point where, you know, a Bob Lily team rotated two to three keepers constantly and it drove us nuts. Um, it wasn't until really just the past few seasons that, He's tried to rotate, but it was clear that one was far superior to the rest. So it'll be interesting to see as the season progresses whether or not we see a, a true rotation or if somebody sort of takes the spot and the other one is there. And who knows? I mean, after the the run in the Open Cup last season, that's more games the team is playing. I mean, you you worry a little bit less about keepers, but you know, you see it in Europe all the time where once you have teams in European competitions, you need a deeper squad and you want to rotate through that. So maybe that's the case to give some guys some rest. You want true two true number ones that, uh, that you can get some minutes with. So just waiting for Zach Steffen to come back on loan right, from, yeah. uh, what was it? Colorado, yeah. uh, Colorado Rapids now. Yeah. Out in the MLS. Yeah. 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 Um, well it, listen, like I said, preseason training camp starts, Monday, like a week from today. So more players will be announced uh, or not. We'll see. Uh, it might just be the case that they bring them in the camp like they always do. And there's a list of reservists and we won't actually know who signed until we see how the preseason games go. But we currently have 16. We don't get a list of reservists. <laughs> we no. don't. We used to. And then there was a big question last season where um, we actually got some insight into it. And the rationale for not giving the list of reservists was that, um, especially in the preseason, if these guys aren't signed to contracts, if we make a big deal about any particular player, then it makes it very easy for other teams to swoop in and know them by name and be able to offer them a lucrative contract and then we don't have them. So we can sit on our hands a bit and not sign them right away, which feels a little shooty, but, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So, um, Josh, you, you sort of mentioned sort of the, the preseason games. We did get the preseason schedule. The first game is February 6th at Highmark against Indy 11. And then we play at Loudon the following week. Uh, WVU comes to Highmark. 
Pitt comes to Highmark, and then we finish up the preseason at Louisville. So in the past, we had sort of a really college-heavy setup. And uh, last season, we had sort of this transition to playing a few more championship teams. Seems like that's the case again. Love to see it. So Indy, Loudon, WVU, Pitt, and Louisville. Be pretty good. Pretty good chance to uh, to, to sort of measure where we're at. Um, season opener is March 9th in New Mexico, which again, like that's less than two months away. Like it's a month and a half, which is nuts. Um, looking at the actual positions that we have, we, we in my mind, I don't feel like we have a striker. I'm not convinced that Kiz is the answer. I could be wrong. I thought the same thing about Dequa like two years ago. And then like he developed into what he is, but I still felt like we were light until I made this list. And I was like, maybe we're not that light. Maybe we're actually pretty close to where we need to be. So we just mentioned, we have two keepers from defenders, considering the people that are coming back, you have Rovira, Blackstock, DeShields, Hogan, Osumanu, Biasi, and now Kayet and Suber. I don't know if we necessarily need any more defenders. You have a few center backs in there. You have a few guys that can play wing in midfield. You have Etu, Harmon, Forbes, Griffin, and Mertz feels like we could probably use another midfielder in there somewhere. Um, and then our only sign forward at this point is Kizza. So I was thinking like we're solid in midfield, but if something happens to, you know, and you could probably count Etu as like a wing back, Harmon played as a wing back. So really central mid is like Forbes, Griffin and Mertz. Like you probably need another central midfielder in there. You definitely need another forward or two kind of like wishing that we had held on to Tola and not let him walk um, because he felt like the closest like for like replacement for Dequa. And there were a few times that he had some stretches. He was getting in good positions. Um I'm just, I'm, I'm really worried about forward. We'll see. Junior. Um, didn't he, Kind of play more forward. He so we we had started him in midfield, and then towards the end of the season he was playing sort of like a left winger that would yeah. like cut inside. So he would he would sort of play left back but get forward more. Um. So, I, yeah. and then I think uh, I know that Dos Santos hasn't been announced either way. Like we don't know where he's right. going if he isn't staying. Um, so that's still a possibility that he could be staying. Yeah, comes back. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other players I'm really we're holding out for right now, as far yeah. as like we don't know for sure. But yeah, I I don't think this looks bad. This looks pretty decent in my opinion. Like it's it's definitely not complete. Like we still have some holes to fill, but it's not I don't know. We have been in much worse situations, I would say last season, the season before that, like and we've done pretty damn good for ourselves those seasons. So I'm not as pessimistic about this season. Um, funny to say that because like the last season we were pretty pessimistic and that was our best season ever. So yeah. I think my, my biggest concern is that if I were building a team, <laughs> we're going to make this all about me. If I was building a team, I'm more worried about what's right down the middle. I feel like you can sort of fill in along the sides and, and sort of make things work, but you need that core right up the middle. And I feel like in this case, we've got a lot of talent out wide. We've got Rovi, we've got Black Sock, we've got um, uh, Biasi, we have Etu, like we, we have some strength there. The center backs, 
They're a little bit of an unknown. We'll see. They could be great. Midfield, like I said, if, if Forbes goes down, if Griffin goes down, what do we got there? And we don't know who's up front. So as long as we can keep the ball out wide, like I think we'll be okay. But like I we'll we'll just have to sort of wait and see. Um I don't know. Undervaluing merch there, maybe. Maybe. I might be. Listen, at the beginning of last season, you know, he was playing a more advanced role and scoring goals and looked fantastic. And then he picked up his injury and it just sort of went off. I think it was the it was the injury combined with Griffin coming back and like and Ibarra doing well that sort of made things difficult for Mertz. Um, Could be interesting to see how his role, you know, changes this season or more. I mean, look, Mertz is one of those ones that we still like to think of like Mertz and Griffin. I still think of them as like kids on the team. They're like the veterans of the team. Now they've been around for two, three seasons. Them with Rovi. Is this Roby's fifth season? His sixth season with the team? Something like that? You it's know, hard to think of Mertz as a, a veteran when you have him next to Forbes. Right. Like, <laughs> Forbes is like, I've been around forever. And you got Mertz like, come on, coach, let's put me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, it might not be all doom and gloom based on that. I think you're right. It, it is good to see a number of these guys come back. I think there are some guys like the Shields. Um, that it would be good to see more time of. Um, and Blackstock, you know, we'll see where he fits. He came in as a striker last year and then really seemed to settle in as a wing back and sort of make those deep runs. So we'll see what, what Lily's trying to do. Um, less pessimistic than when, you know, I was filled with rage over the whole Dequa thing. I'm still not thrilled about it. I think we let Brett walk because we were like, oh, we could find anybody to play that position. And then it took us like four or five years to find Dequa. And then like Dequa took off and now Dequa's gone. So I just think we had also talked about last season how we had a problem because almost all of our goals ran through Dequa and like you need more depth. And so maybe this is an opportunity to get more depth, but we'll see. Any final thoughts, guys, on sort of the lineup before we get on to uh, our next topic here? I'm good. Cool, cool. So the other big news, or one of the other big news is uh, we got a new kit provider. So we're switching from Adidas. Adidas? Adidas? Nailed it. Yeah. To Nailed. Charlie, which for whatever reason, every time I hear Charlie, all I can think of is uh, so stupid. There is a scene from Harry Potter where Ron goes, my brother, Charlie. So like I hear Charlie and I hear Charlie. But anyway, um, Charlie is a new kit sponsor, which means that we're getting brand new kits, both home and away. Um, there will be a special kit reveal on Wednesday, February, February 21st, at the Heinz History Center. So we're like, we're doing a thing, which is cool. We've been kind of like asking for a thing, like increase the status. You'll be able to buy the kits there. Um, somebody had asked on, on, uh, one of the socials when we were sort of saying, we're going to do the show, you know, what is, what do you want us to talk about? They said, what do you think? What are you looking for in a kit? Like, what do you hope to see from a new kit provider? Um, my only thought is sort of looking at the other kits that Charlie does and keep in mind that most of the kits are in Liga MX. So they're, they're Mexican kits. Um, they do a lot of like sublination, like a lot of like imagery and shapes and patterns like built into the shirt, not necessarily like hard lines and things. So we might see some of that. Um, 
but I'm not really sure. I, I, you know, thinking about it just for a hot second, this is also the 25th anniversary of the team. So are they inclined to do something that um, uh, is a bit of a throwback? And if you sort of look at the Hounds teams throughout history, we've always kind of had a stripe, you know, whether it's a single stripe across the chest or we had the vertical stripe for a while. We had, um, we never, I don't think we ever had a sash. Do we, we have a sash? sash one year? I thought. Yeah. 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 I, thought, um, I can't remember, but yeah. Yes, we did. I think I actually might have that kit. Um, we had a sash. Now we have like the hoops. I think personally, I'd like to see us get away from the hoops. I feel like there what? are other teams. I know. Okay. We can have this conversation. I feel like there's other teams that like owned hoops before we did. Like, I feel like Tampa was always hoops from the start. And then we decided to do hoops. And I'm like, it's just not, I'd like to see us do something different. I don't know. We're only 25 years old. Everyone <laughs> has done everything before we have. Right. Like. I thought and you were also, gonna make like no an age analogy hoops. where like we're we're still no. growing into ourselves. And... Hoops are classy. I, I don't know. And there's yeah, different ways to do the classic. Hoops. Yeah. Exactly. I personally, I this was several years ago that I feel like it was like the theme of the Mongols podcast, but like I just want like I just want something so off the wall and mm. just so startling and <laughs> confusing and perhaps a little psychedelic i i don't know like i i think as a third kit right i i i love the hoops right i i think it feels very kind of classic soccer it's something that's in clubs all across the world right there's always you know some combination of colors and and the hoops so you know i think but i think for the third kit right i just want I just want something just so out there. I I think it would just be, I don't know. I just want to, and even if it's so ugly, even if it's so ugly, I still just want something that, right? Like I want to show up on all those like kit review websites and like be like, <laughs> good check or bad. This. Just, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Right, like check out this like weird second division team from what is it? Pit, Pit, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right? Like, look at this horrid kit. Amazing. Please, let's do it. Yeah. Yes. So, and I my, agree with, uh, oh, here, let, put Liz's comment up. Liz said, agreed, but make sure the numbers and names are easy to read. I think that is so important, um, especially the numbers. I think that's really important. And, um, but anyway, I just want something bonkers. Just give me the wildest thing that someone on an obscene amount of drugs in a, in a very safe and controlled way comes up with. And that's what I want. Thanks mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We are, so we are harm reduction here. <laughs> my worry is that you're going to get your wish, but it's going to be the first kit. It's not going to be like a third, like, Oh, we took a chance on this third kit. I'm, I'm worried with Charlie with the fact that they're going to have so much more freedom than they ever had with Adidas. Like, like they can be like, I want the skyline on there. I want this on there. I want this, like put a pierogi on there. Like I, they could do whatever they want. <laughs> and this, like, there's no limits now. Ketchup it's not stains. like before. Oh my God. Ketchup stains with pierogies. <laughs> so like they could go all out in that. The lack of boundaries there, the lack of like having to have any restraints there 
kind of worries me. Like we've seen the logos we've come up with lately, but in like, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm thinking this might be a little bit crazy and like cool. It will be fun. And like, I get that, but uh, I would be happy if it was just like hoops with maybe a little bit of an accident of like some skyline stuff in there or something like that. Like I like inside the hoops or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know like how you do it. Like I can't even picture it really strongly in my head but i want i want it to have personality but i don't want it to be so outlandish and like feel like you know triple a baseball or like you know hey this is our star wars kit and like that's what i'm worried about it's gonna feel like way over the top and gimmicky and i don't know that that's my one worry if we were to do a third kit cool that's where you do it that's where you put the ketchup stands you know but uh, i don't know i'm worried that the first kit's gonna be like the home kit's going to be a little bit outlandish. I feel like um, a few thoughts. I think one, at one point we had talked about the idea of partnering with a local artist to do like a Mongols kit, like something that's completely different, completely unique. I would love to see the team do something like that for the third kit, like really ground it and let a local artist go crazy. Like hopefully somebody that's a soccer fan, but let them go nuts. And like, I agree, like let that be the third kit. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm less concerned about the home kit because I feel like even if they do do something crazy, oh man, excuse me. I feel like Josh, just the opposite of what you're saying about the logo. I feel like the logos are so conservative in terms of like, it has to include the city. It has to include the bridges in terms of like the culture that at least if it's outlandish, it will somehow pay homage to pittsburgh and the team and something like it won't be catch up it might be like bridge pattern it might be river based it might be something else but like it won't be too too crazy i don't know i i'm i'm intrigued to sort of see how this plays out see you said conservative like and i and i took that to mean like they don't use all those elements which <laughs> is the opposite the hounds like, are like yeah like oh but the Put the water in there, put the bridge in there, put the skyline in there, put the soccer in there, put a paw print in there. Uh, yeah, put some words in there as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, go you know ahead and put I'm, the year in there. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, um, I feel like the the older fans will remember when the new logo came out and everyone was doing the new logo and the explainer graphic. That's what I want. I, I am just so excited for the explainer graphic. And I want it to be so chaotic. I want there to be so many lines of what all of the explainer. I just, I'm just letting it right. Like you have to let go of your expectations with the roster that we're going to keep anybody. You have to let go of <laughs> expectations. We are just like, we are releasing it out into the chaos of our universe. And we're just going to run with it. I'm so excited. I might drive out for the kit reveal. That's not going to happen. But maybe. <laughs> Do they do the the crazy thing that uh, Las Vegas did with their first kit where they had it where if you put it over your face, it had a smiley face on the, on the underside yeah. inside. Gosh, maybe that's where the pierogi goes. Yeah, that's the pierogi. Like make it. Uh, uh, what's the pierogi's names at the baseball games? Uh, <laughs> make yeah. it one of them. With I, the face. We, we are not creative enough for that, even though we'd be stealing it from somebody else. We still would be like, what? That? Yeah. 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 It's just. It's just ammo's face. Yeah. I'd love to see if anybody has any like 
thoughts or ideas or mock-ups that you want to like share, especially online of what you think it could be. Those are always fun to look at. I don't have the skill set. I don't know what the software is that people use to do that, but some like some of the kit design stuff looks really, really good. So um, yeah, if anybody has any thoughts or want to give it a shot, go for it. I don't want to see any of it because it will be really good. And then I'll be <laughs> disappointed if it's not like that. And it's not going to be like that. Like, I'm not saying the kit's going to be bad. I have faith. The kids will be fun. I'm just, I, I don't want to get like my hopes up about anything <laughs> when it comes to design. That's fair. Speaking of design, uh, the Hounds did release their 25th anniversary logo today, which for those of you who are watching, it's now up on screen. Uh, it's essentially the shield, which is sort of the, the city shield. And then you have sort of the Pittsburgh city skyline. It says Pittsburgh River Hounds 25. And then you have a soccer ball and the years 1999 and 2024 on opposite sides of the ball. So Cool. Um, I will put this up. Uh, I hate your club on Twitter said, why did we have to wait 17 days for this? So because we haven't been around the hounds put out a teaser 17 days ago, that was basically the outline of the shield and the cityscape. And that was it. <laughs> and then 17 days later, they added Pittsburgh River Hounds 25, the ball 1999, 2024 in the color. So, um, I kind of agree with that. Like kind of got our hopes up, like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then they just like, you know, filled in the blank like it was uh wheel of fortune but <laughs> here we are um thoughts on the image laura ellen i i don't know the the 25 year crest what do you think yeah i yeah there is kind of this like glimmer on the 25 and on the the soccer ball and while it does not work in this static 2d form what I think would be cool is for like stickers or shirts or something to have some kind of like holographic or some kind of, I don't know, sparkly like thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, which, you know, that would be really cool. I think in this static 2d form, it, it, what what would have been cool is if when they released it, they released it as like a GIF or something that like had it shining or refracting light in some kind of way. That would have been cool. And then had the static version without the glare. Uh, I do yeah. wonder if, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't hate that. I, I, don't, I don't hate, hate it, it. Yeah. but I, I have very... Like my strong opinions are not about this, right? This is not the thing <laughs> that I have the strong opinions about. <laughs> I do Josh, wonder, what you do know, you think? the fact that it's metallic, I do wonder if that isn't a hint at what we might see on the kits. Maybe Josh thoughts. No. I, I don't think this has anything to do with the kits. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if this shows up on a kit. I don't, I don't, maybe a patch, maybe on the side. I don't know. Um, I honestly, it's grown on me like it's it's not egregiously bad in any way, shape or form. Like if you think about the the 20 year anniversary, that one I felt like was just kind of goofy. Like it, it was a shield with 20 and then it had our logo inside of that, which has a shield inside of that. So it's like three shields um, stacked Very on top of each other inception -y. yeah yeah and like it was just too much it was like all the design elements like all of it thrown in there um i think that yeah 25 years it it's a very simplistic looking shield i don't think we need a soccer ball and everything that has to do with soccer like we can get away from that that'd be cool um 
you know, if it says Riverhounds on it, you should probably know. If you don't know, look it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of soccer balls being in crests, uh, especially in American sports. It's just annoying. Uh, but other than that, I'm looking behind you, Josh. There are soccer balls in the Steel Army. Crest. Oh, I'm aware. Steel Army crest is pretty old. So, like, I think if we were to redesign it, we probably would not have soccer balls. And plus, we're playing on I the like fact the that it's cannonballs. Balls. I don't know. My point is you don't need a soccer ball in every single thing you make just because it has to do with soccer. You don't see a football in the Steelers logo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not offended by the, the logo. I think it's fine. Yeah. I thought fine. the video that they put out, like the, the announcement video was far better. Yes. Um, I don't understand why they had to have like a full, like five seconds of saying like narrated by Bob Poppy and the front of it. Like, uh, cool star power you, but i'm just like <laughs> cool i guess like i get it and, and bob was clearly doing like his best deep voice impression on a you know over uh, talking over a video um especially at the end he nailed but it. the video was cool we I, I would love to see more historic type videos like that i think that the team absolutely upped their game last season with the video production and ads and things that they put out so i think this is just another step in that right direction overall the logo's fine um the crest is fine i, I think my question is, is josh to your point i we were doing this show when the 20th anniversary one came out and we talked about it like we've been around long enough and so to me, I was just like, we're doing this again. Like, I, <laughs> at what point do you stop? Like, is it every five years we're just going to get like another crest being like, we made another five years or like, I, I don't know. I, it's what 10 years from here on out. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not doing a, a, well, it's 30 years makes sense. 30 years. So do it 30 do it. and then just, then, then you wait till 40 and then yeah, 50. Like, then, yeah. You can do I, 35 and then 40. I think I agree with that. Like, I think it's just get to the zeros and then know, you get from there. I, you know, that's interesting because I think like thinking about USL clubs and how much the league structures have changed over the past 25 years, how many clubs have come and gone, you know, yes. Do we need a, a club redesign or a logo, a special crest every five years? No, probably not. But I think there is something we're celebrating every Agreed, five yeah. years, right? Because I think the, now, I think if if we were a Premier League team that's been around for a hundred years, that's silly, right? Like that's silly to be like every five. Oh, we made it another but five years. But I think point, there's something to say for the US. At what point does it stop? Getting, at years. what point is it no longer silly? Or what point does it? Yeah, is it fifty I, years? I don't know. I feel like with how it just yeah. I I don't know. Maybe like maybe when we hit fifty years. Maybe that's stop. when it stops becoming like a, hmm. like 50, then 75, then 100. But so I, I don't there. know. I think <laughs> we're halfway there. I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just think that that's, I shouldn't say I don't know because I do know. I think that with the movement of, you know, we had the two teams, then we had the affiliated teams, the USL, then the USL changed to the championship to league one, league two, you know, there's so, there has been so many changes, even in the time that I've been involved with Mongols and that I followed the river hound. So. Oh. No, I think I there's think... something to celebrate. Oh, there you go. Sorry. We lost your audio for a second. Yeah. But I think you're back. Um, yeah. 
So let us know what you think. I know there are a few other logos that are floating around out there, little tweaks that but that happens with sort of every logo. But Josh, to your point, these will probably show up on towels and stuff that they give out at the gate. There might be a patch that they sell, whether or not they actually have them on the kits. Who knows? I can't remember if they put the 20th on the kit or not. I feel like I think they did. Yeah. So maybe we will see this as like the, the 25th, but who knows? We'll see. Um, overall, I, I give it a meh, like, like <laughs> good job on the video, but otherwise meh for the badge. Like it's cool. 25 years. Good for you. That's great. Um, guys, last thing I know we're, we're going long here. Um, it's just been a while. We just like to talk. Uh, so I mentioned Laura Ellen, you dug into the data. So again, we had this competition last season. We haven't decided yet. When I say we, we just haven't even talked about it, but we haven't decided yet whether or not we'll do it again this year. But last year it was basically anybody that wanted to could uh, leave a comment before each game with their score prediction. And if you got the score prediction dead on, you got three points. If you got the right result, so you picked the Hounds to win and they won, but you didn't get the right, you got one point. Otherwise you got zero points. And then we said, whoever got the most points by the end of the season, got two free tickets to the steel army for 2024. And so that happened. We ended up giving the the tickets away um, in the off season. Um, So congrats again, whether or not we do that again this season, we don't know. But what was interesting was we now have an entire season's worth of people trying to predict the outcome of games. And we actually have a sense of how good or i should say terrible we are at this so we may all think we know what's going to happen of course this is what's going to happen and it turns out that um no we do not so i grabbed a couple of the uh the wonderful images that laura ellen put together you're spoiling my surprises here i'm sorry do you want should i not put this up do you want to talk about this first one that's here i guess it's fine now uh so (laughs) i like like mike said uh i dug into the data a bit so we had 21 people participate at some point um, over the course of the season, 14 of them were not affiliated with Mongols. So I think that's pretty exciting. Um, across those 21 people, we had 406 total guesses, which I think is pretty cool. And there were 39 matches. And so um, for folks watching, and uh, Mike has these, so you can put these up on the socials. If someone were to have guessed every single match with the outcome correct and the score correct, um, the perfect score was 105. If you would have gotten every outcome correct, so win-loss draw, that's 39 points. The winner, who was Michael, um, got 35 points. And uh, the median, uh, the data were incredibly skewed. Go back to your stats textbook and look that up. But uh, the median was 16 points. So, not great uh, <laughs> in the scale of things. Um, if we were to give ourselves a letter grade, that would be very, very terrible. What I will say is that um, most people did not guess most of the games, if that makes sense. So Mike get Mike put in an entry for every single match. Okay, which makes okay, sense hold on. You're, you're, you're going to make this sound like I just won because of I just showed no. up. No, well, according to I my mean, analysis, I'm not you did win because with you. of I that. Want it to be all public <laughs> like that? I, I'm just. The 
data are what they are. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then, so Mike guessed 39 times. Devin uh, Pale guessed 38 times. Michael Finn, 37 times. Keaton Leibengood, 35. And Bill Gordon, 31. So the top five people who guessed, uh, four of them were not Mongols, folks. And then six and uh, seven after that are Kev and I. Um, and then what I ended up doing, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second, is I ended up doing a weighted points per guess. And so what that means is I factored in um, how often you were guessing by the number of points that you got per guess, if that makes sense. So because Mike guessed so much more. And those top five people in particular guess so much more frequently than everyone else. I factored that into the scores. And so you can put up the next uh, graphic here. And in so defense, what... <laughs> I was not doing this as an advantage. I had to go in and log everybody else's guesses. I, so I, because I had to do that, there is no shame. Okay. There is no, I am there feeling no shame. shame now. Like I had <laughs> the data are what they advantage. are. There are no, I mean, you didn't win the ticket, so it doesn't matter anyway. True. So, um, what we have here are, um, uh, this is everyone who guessed, and what uh, the little dots are are the points per game away, and this is weighted by the number of times that you guessed the points per game, uh, per home game, so away game, home game, in conference, out of conference, and so. We were most accurate at home um, with a median of uh, a quarter of a point per every time we guessed. We were terrible at guessing. I was going to say, right? you could, you this is the best we could do. Now, this is right weighted, but yeah. yes. And then for out of conference games, um, it was a close second with 0.23. Um, and you can kind of see the spread there. And then where we really struggled, uh, if you want to go to the next graphic, Mike, um, where we really struggled away games, we were really inaccurate um, with 0.12 uh, points <laughs> per guess. And in conference games, we really struggled uh, with uh, 0.15. Um, so, you know, this like doesn't mean anything, of course, other than it's really interesting. Um, we certainly have uh, an obscene amount of confidence in our team is kind of my interpretation of this, right? We we know that it's Fort Highmark, and so we tend to guess that we are going to win at home, and it turns out that we did win at home. And that's not exactly what I'm saying here, but um, yeah, uh, so it was, it was really uh, interesting uh, to do this. And so I guess my uh, recommendation would be that should we do this again, next year that perhaps we have um, a bigger window where people can guess or people should set reminders because what I learned from this analysis is the more times you give yourself to get points, the more points you're going to get, which makes, of sense. course, that makes yeah. sense. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, any questions that you have? No, I'm... I'm... This is me putting my 
insane number of years of education to good use. (laughs) Of course. This is the best of use. Uh, Yeah, I only guess when I was on the podcast because I've never put in any information. If I was not on the podcast and Mike didn't ask me what my guess was, I didn't do it. (laughs) No, I... I appreciate you crunching the numbers. I do. I do think that it's really funny that just as sports fans, we're like, yeah, I know my team. I know what's going to happen. And, and there are times where you're like, ah, I got that wrong. But you always, there's, there's a level of optimism where you feel like those moments are few and far between. And it's like, no, like at first I thought in this graph in particular, where it said that the (laughs) outcome correct was 39. I thought you meant that like I had gotten 39 points. So I was like, Oh, that's good. Like, okay, I'm, I'm at the front. No, no, no. Like if you were just guessing, will the hounds win, lose or draw? And you got that right. You'd be at 39 and me with the most points was at 35. So like not even just, we're not even trying to guess the score. We're just trying to guess the outcome. We were, but we were below that. So, and the average was 16, which is less than half of that. So not yeah. the average, the median or the median apologies. Yes. yes. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Just to so <laughs> we always guess a win and it happened. The hounds won a lot. So that helped our yeah. outcome and exactly. that just is how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I do think one thing that I do remember from last year is that we were, capturing votes using the community tab on YouTube. YouTube. And I don't think that's available. It's not available via mobile web browser. Is mm. it available via the mobile app? Cause yes. I don't have the YouTube app. Okay. So, um, but at least like for me, there would be times I'm like, Oh no, I like want to guess before the game starts. But, um, I wasn't by a computer, so I like yeah. couldn't. So um, anyway, you know, I think it's really interesting. It's it was fun uh, to do, and so you know, Mike, you of course you can can show those out. Um, I do think there is something that is just like really enjoyable about finding a way to engage with the game in this kind of way, especially for some of us who can't be there for every match or kind of be there in person, but a way to kind of engage with it in a, in a different kind of way um, is really fun. So, and we suck. We suck at guessing so bad. We're so to your point, Josh, we're so optimistic. Yeah. We like, you know, we believe in our team and most of the time that turns out for us. And sometimes it really, really doesn't. Yeah. It also makes sense then why our home record was better as far as guessing goes, because we won more at home than we did away. So therefore we had a better home record as far as guessing goes. So yeah, very interesting. Turns out we're all, you know, homers and, uh, (laughs) I know, I know if there, if we needed anything to convince us, uh, that we believe in our home team, we we can't make fun of those like cranky old Steelers or pirates fans so much anymore. Cause I feel like we're, with our 25 years, we're like really getting up there. Yeah. And if you're still here with us an hour and 15 minutes into the show, the takeaway is we have no idea what we're talking about. So thank you for sticking with us for an hour and 15 minutes because we know nothing. When we're we guess, just... we don't know what we're talking about. Everything right, else right. is very well right. informed and well researched. <laughs> Michael, don't give our secrets away. <laughs> uh, well, um, I agree. I did. I did think that that added a fun component 
to uh, to watching the games to uh, thinking about the games heading up to the game because we tend to do these shows on Mondays and then like we have a full what five six days before the game actually happens so to be able to touch base and interact in some way was always fun whether or not we do the same thing I'll sort of throw it out there to everybody if you guys feel like it's something worth doing I don't know if we'll give away tickets again maybe we can give away something else um, but uh, yeah, it, it wasn't so much an effort that I would say, let's not do it. But if you have an idea for some other way or something else that you'd like to see us try, that could be cool. Let us know that too. Um, you know, we're over on a Google X, form. A Google, <laughs> wait, oh, you want a Google form to submit? We your can collect score? the data via Google form. <laughs> okay. I will let Laura Allen set that up. Um, but nothing, uh, nothing says fun like a Google form. Like a Google <laughs> All the hip kids are using it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're 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 still cool on X. We're on Threads. We're on we're on YouTube. Uh, you can go and leave a comment on this video if you have uh, if you have thoughts or ideas. Um, we'd love to hear it, guys. Um, anything else? I don't know if we'll we'll do another show next week. Uh, obviously, the Hounds kick off their preseason next Monday, and like officially, uh, where they'll get started with camp, and then games start coming fast and furious right after that. Would we say two two and a half weeks um, when we take on uh, Indy Eleven on February sixth at Highmark Stadium? So uh, we're getting there. Um, How many likes? Does this video need to get on YouTube for Kevin to come to Pittsburgh for a Riverhounds game? No, wait, hold on. I will. He's not here. Although somebody did just comment in chat. It might have been him. It's probably not him. He's no. probably not stuck around this long. No. Um, there is a chance that he is back in the area during the season. Whether or not it's around a home game, who knows? We'll see. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, don't don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, well, the Ashcraft family will be coming out at some point in time. We are nice. trying to figure out what works with our schedule. So we are excited at least once, if not multiple times, uh, to yeah. come out and uh, cheer, the, cheer on the Riverhounds in person. It'll be interesting to see, you know, sort of what the stadium and the team have in store for sure. I know there's a lot of stuff in the works. Um no stadium expansion per se, but definitely an enhanced experience around Highmark. And so it'll be fun to see what that means. Um, but yeah, otherwise you guys know how to get at us. Uh, you know, obviously listen, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We are obviously on YouTube. If you're watching this, you could subscribe to us there. Our podcast is on YouTube music now too. So you could just subscribe there if you want to do that since Google podcast is going away. Um, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And uh, otherwise, Josh, Laura Ellen, thanks as always. And uh, we'll talk to everybody very soon. Later. Bye.